You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Friday to you. Today on the podcast, I want to have a conversation about the playoff contenders in the AFC. We have high hopes for the Bills this year to go on a Super Bowl run, but there are teams in the way of that happening. So on today's pod, we are going to examine the teams that are in the way of the Bills winning the AFC. And so I'm going to take a look at all of the notable teams that I think have a chance to knock off the Bills or give the Bills a problem or teams that I think could be in the playoffs, give you a brief overview about them, talk about the biggest challenges that they present to the Bills, and then also expose some of their biggest weaknesses entering the season. So we'll do it like this. We'll do the AFC North first, the teams that I think are a threat to the Bills in the AFC North. Then we'll go to the AFC South. And then lastly, we'll do the AFC East and the AFC West combined. And I don't want to spend too much time on the East and the Chiefs because we've talked a lot about the division rivals as well as the Kansas City Chiefs. I've done two entire podcasts dedicated to the problems that the Chiefs present and the ideas that I have for the Bills to compete better with them in 2021. And you can go back and listen to those podcasts. And so I don't want to reignite all of those talking points. I want to focus on the other teams in the AFC that stand in the way of the Bills reaching the Super Bowl. Let's start with the AFC North, and I think there are three teams in that division that I think have a chance to make the playoffs. We'll start with the Cleveland Browns. I think the Cleveland Browns are probably a top three or four team in the AFC, coming off of a really strong first season under the coaching of Kevin Stefanski. Baker Mayfield played a lot better in that scheme, and um, offensively, they really found their identity with that offensive line and the run game. Defensively, they have Miles Garrett as a big factor to that defensive line. They're deeper up front. They've got some youth at linebacker and some studs in the secondary in Denzel Ward and John Johnson and you know some up-and-coming young players that I like as well. So they're a good football team. They're coming off of a season where they won a playoff game as well, and they gave the Chiefs all they can handle in the divisional round. So this is a good team, one to be mindful of, and people in Cleveland have high hopes for what that team can get done this year. So what do I think the biggest challenge that the Browns pose to the Buffalo Bills? Two things. Number one is the run game. This offensive line is the best in the NFL, and they have an elite offensive line coach in Bill Callahan. There are no weaknesses in this group. They have an above-average player at every single spot. And they maximize this offensive line with a very dynamic pair of running backs in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That opens up a lot for Baker Mayfield in the passing game. They like to get tight ends involved. They have a good one in Austin Hooper. And Jarvis Landry fits well into what they like to do in terms of having that slot receiver that can get open and win at the catch point and give Baker Mayfield options with a lot of layered reads that he has in that offense. I'm sure they're hopeful that Odell Beckham Jr. comes back and is a dynamic number one receiver for them this year. And so all of that works because 
of the exceptional offensive line that they have and their ability to run the football. So number one, their run game is what presents a big challenge to the Bills. And when you think about games played in January in the playoffs, whether it's in Cleveland or Buffalo, that ability to run the football is going to matter quite a bit in the postseason. And so that's number one in terms of biggest challenges for the Bills. Number two is Miles Garrett. And Miles Garrett is an absolute game wrecker at defensive end. And we've seen the Bills struggle with some of those elite defensive linemen in the past, whether that's Aaron Donald or Chris Jones or Joey Bosa. Those guys have given the Bills a lot of problems. And so Miles Garrett is as good as it gets at defensive end in the NFL, and he presents a lot of problems. As far as their biggest weaknesses, number one, I would say passing offense. Not a super productive passing offense. Baker Mayfield's a good quarterback, but I don't think he's a difference maker. And I don't necessarily think that they're loaded in terms of pass catchers in this offense. They have good pass catchers, but there's nobody that you circle and say, oh my goodness, how are we going to stop that guy? So their passing offense, I think, is below average. Their linebacker situation, I think, leaves a lot to be desired. Now, they got a lot of names here, but how it all works together in a defense where I think they're going to want to run a lot of three safety sets You know, is it going to be Anthony Walker and Jacob Phillips on the field? Will Malcolm Smith claim a role? Will Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa claim a role? I think there's options, but I want to see how that all works together. I think that's a question mark. And while they do have some talent in the secondary, in Grant Delpit, in Greg Newsom, two projected starters for them, they still have a lot to prove in the NFL. Obviously, Newsom as a rookie and Delpit, who got injured in his rookie season last year. Talented players, but it all has to come together. So passing offense, the linebacker situation, and some of the young players in the secondary are what would concern me if I were a Browns fan. Let's move on to the Baltimore Ravens, a team the Bills have faced in each of the last two seasons, including last year in the playoffs. Obviously, the story with this team is Lamar Jackson and all the challenges that he presents, a good rushing attack, and a physical offensive line that likes to get downhill and move bodies out of the way for their very talented backfield. Ronnie Stanley is back at left tackle. They signed Kevin Zeitler. Alejandro Villanueva comes in at right tackle. And then, of course, Patrick McCarry and Bradley Bozeman return on the interior offensive line. Defensively, we know what they like to do. They're aggressive up front, and they have ball hawks in the secondary. Speed on the second level. We're pretty familiar with this team and you know what they're about, and they're good every year under Coach Harbaugh. It's a good football team. It's a good operation going on in Baltimore. So what are the biggest challenges that the Ravens present to the Bills? Number one, Lamar Jackson. I know the Bills have done well against Lamar Jackson, but he's still very dynamic and tough to defend. Whether it's with his legs or with his arm, he can really challenge you and stress you in ways that no other quarterback in the NFL can. So Lamar Jackson is first and foremost, in addition to the rushing attack. And J.K. Dobbins... He really played well for that team late in the season, really taking over for Mark Ingram, and I'm sure he's primed to have a really good season. So that entire rushing operation is is difficult to deal with. And then I would say also with their defense, just that combination of aggressive blitzing, physicality up front, speed on the second level, and ball hawks on the back end, You know, it's just a, a tough unit to deal with, and they're sound every single year. And so we've kind of worked through two teams here, the Browns and the Ravens, 
And I think they are collectively in this top four of the AFC. The Chiefs, the Bills, the Browns, and the Ravens. I think those are the four best teams in the AFC. And the two teams from the North in Cleveland and Baltimore both have really, really, really good rushing offenses. Physical offensive linemen and extremely talented ball carriers. And again, you got to play these teams in the playoffs. That's going to be tough to deal with. And so good thing Starla Tulele is back, and hopefully the Bills find an edge with their front seven when it comes to playing downhill and, and defending the run. Now, I do want to mention the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not super high on Pittsburgh this year, but with Coach Mike Tomlin there and how much success he's had and the team's never had a losing record under his coaching, you have to take this team seriously. And so I'm very low on Ben Roethlisberger and what he showed last year. I think this offensive line is full of question marks. They have some decent receivers, but I'm not sure it's going to matter with this quarterback and offensive line combination. We'll see what Najee Harris brings at the running back position, but obviously defensively, it's a really sound unit with some incredible talent in the front seven, as well as Joe Hayden and and Minka Fitzpatrick on the back end. So the biggest challenge that I think that this team presents to the Bills is their defensive front seven. I mean, we're talking about Cameron Hayward. Stephon Tuitt, TJ Watt, they just signed Melvin Ingram, Tyson Alualu, Devin Bush on the second level. That front seven features a lot of talent, a lot of tough players to deal with. So that's first and foremost to me. And then you do have Minka Fitzpatrick on that back end, who is a turnover creating machine. So this defense is challenging. I don't think it's without hole. And we'll talk about that next year in their biggest weaknesses. And I think their biggest weakness is offense. We kind of already alluded to it. This offensive line does not feature a lot of experience, and I think they have a lot of holes. I mean, left tackle, Chooksakora for is a major question. Whoever plays center is a question to me. Trey Turner has struggled of late. Zach Banner at right tackle. I mean, that, that, there are some really questionable things happening with this offensive line, and Ben Roethlisberger was well below average last year, and I'm not sure he's going to find the fountain of youth and refine his form of five, six, seven years ago. So offensively, the whole thing, the whole thing I don't trust, I would be really concerned about that offense if I were a Steelers fan. On defense, for as stout as they are everywhere, I think they have two big holes. One of them is CB2, where Steven Nelson was cut and They have probably Cameron Sutton in that spot, maybe Justin Lane. And I think either is a below average option. And they also lost Mike Hilton at slot corner, and he was a stud. So I'm sure Sutton will probably assume most of those responsibilities, but that leaves Justin Lane as their CB2, and I'm concerned about that if I'm a Steelers fan. Also, Terrell Edmonds is a average to below average player next to Minka Fitzpatrick. And so they have a couple of holes in my mind in that secondary. Now, the Cincinnati Bengals are also in this division. I don't think they're ready to make noise, although I think their roster is respectable. I'm really intrigued by Joe Burrow. I was extremely high on him as a prospect. I like the talent that he has around him better this year, especially at receiver. Jamar Chase coming in defensively. They made some additions in free agency, but they're not a team that I think of right now as a playoff contender. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to people who love Bilt Bars, they're surely going to tell you about their favorite flavors. Let me tell you about what they offer. They have coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, cookies and cream, orange, strawberry, and salted caramel. 
And maybe you want to try Built Bar, but you don't know where to start. You can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bars on the planet, they're healthy too. Check out these macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Their calories range from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. If you want to check out Built Bar, go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So in the AFC North, it's definitely Cleveland and Baltimore that are the biggest threats to the Bills this coming season. We have to respect Pittsburgh, and I don't think Cincinnati's ready to make noise. Now let's shift gears to the AFC South. This is a two-team race in my mind between the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts. Let's start with the Titans. This is a team that the Bills are quite familiar with as well. Played them, I think, each of the last three seasons. And offensively, it's about running the football with Derrick Henry and obviously Ryan Tannehill and what he has become for this offense, being mobile and being able to throw the football down the field, really excelling in the play-action game. And then defensively, man, there's a lot of questions, and we'll talk about that in just a moment, but this team really struggled on defense last year. They've made a lot of changes. I'm not sure if they're better, but they've certainly made a lot of changes. So the biggest challenges that Tennessee presents to Buffalo, number one, is the power run game. I mean, you've got some maulers up front and Taylor Luan, Roger Saffold, Ben Jones, Nate Davis, Derrick Henry running behind that. I mean, that's tough to deal with. And another really good rush offense in this AFC, right? And we're not done talking about them. We're going to mention the Colts here in just a moment who have the makings of a really good run offense. So that's first and foremost with, with Tennessee is Derrick Henry and that physical offensive line. Now, they lost Corey Davis in free agency to the Jets, but they traded for Julio Jones. And that one-two of Julio Jones and A.J. Brown is really tough to deal with. So I know that they don't have much depth in terms of playmakers outside of Henry, Jones, and Brown, but my goodness, that's as good of a top three as you're going to find in the NFL. So there's a lot to deal with between this offensive line, Tannehill as a good quarterback, and three really dynamic offensive weapons. Now, when it comes to the biggest weaknesses for the Tennessee Titans, you have to talk about the defense. The unit was dreadful last year. They finished 28th in total defense, 24th in scoring defense, 30th in sacks, 30th in first downs yielded, and 32nd in third down stop percentage. They couldn't get off the field. They gave up points, and people, for the most part, had their way with that defense. And so... They've made changes. They cut both of their starting corners. They drafted Caleb Farley. They signed Janoris Jenkins. They cut Kenny Vaccaro at safety. They signed Bud Dupree. Coming off an injury, we'll see what he looks like. They signed Danico Autry. They lost Daquan Jones. I mean, they made changes, but they also had quite a few subtractions, and this defense has to find itself. Shane Bowen takes over as the defensive coordinator who's been with Mike Vrabel for a while. You know, that's one thing is Dean Pease left this team after the uh, 2019 season. Then they never replaced him at defensive coordinator, and I think that was a mistake. And obviously they threw a lot of darts at the board to find some pass rush, and they couldn't find it. Jadavion Clowney flopped. 
Vic Beasley flopped. So they really just didn't have anyone outside of Harold Landry that can get after the quarterback. So they, they've they made changes on defense. We'll see if they were the right changes and if the unit can be better. And that's obviously a low bar to clear considering how bad the defense was last year. The other thing that I would note with the Tennessee Titans is where is the depth to these weapons? Henry Jones, Brown, really, really good trio. But Jonu Smith is gone at tight end. They're counting on Anthony Ferkser to step up into that role. They don't really have a third receiver that makes you nervous. I mean, they signed Josh Reynolds, who's been an okay player for the Rams. He's not going to scare anybody. There's just not a whole lot outside of Brown, Jones, and Henry that have proven themselves so far. And when you are reliant on those types of players and your identity is this power run offense, well, what happens if if Derrick Henry goes down? Nobody's concerned about Jeremy McNichols or Kari Blassingame or Darrington Evans or Brian Hill, the depth that they have at running back. And if Julio Jones gets injured and he's had injury problems of late and all of a sudden it's A.J. Brown and Josh Reynolds is your number two, there's nothing to be scared of there. So I, I just feel like their playmakers on offense really lack depth. Now let's shift gears to the Indianapolis Colts a really well-coached team under Frank Reich. Now, they lose their offensive coordinator, Nick Sirianni, to the Eagles, but Matt Eberflus is back on defense, and he's been doing an incredible job with that unit. Carson Wentz is now the quarterback, and um, you know their offensive line remains a strength. They got John Taylor. They've got T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman at receiver defensively, a well-coached team, really good young safeties. Darius Leonard's a stud middle linebacker. DeForest Buckner, an outstanding defensive tackle. They got really good talent. They're well coached. They play together. They got a great culture there in Indianapolis. So what are the biggest challenges that they present to the Bills? Number one, the offensive line. Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Mark Lewinsky, Braden Smith. I mean, these guys are really good. And they got a really good young back in Jonathan Taylor running behind them. Marlon Mack is back. Naheem Hines is a tough receiving back out of the backfield. So That ability to run the football, get the backs involved behind a really good offensive line is challenging. And if you notice, there's a trend here. Titans, Colts, Ravens, Browns, really good rush offenses. Something the Bills are going to have to deal with this year, stopping the run. So that offensive line is first and foremost. And then the defensive line. This is a team that's really good in the trenches. DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart. Quiddy Pay, their first-round pick, rushing the passer. They use their second-round pick on Deo Adenyingbo, who's a really juiced-up defensive lineman from Vanderbilt. They're counting on you know Taekwon Lewis to take a step forward. So they got some really good players on that defensive line, some really good players on that offensive line, and that is what makes this a difficult team to deal with. Now, when it comes to weaknesses, you know I don't know that their playmakers on offense really are concerning, right? They got John Taylor, nice player. Naheem Hines, nice player in the backfield, but I don't think anyone's losing sleep over T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman, and Paris Campbell as their top three receivers and your tight end being Jack Doyle. So they're really counting on Carson Wentz, who's a major wild card, to come in here and get this offense going and be more dynamic at quarterback. And Wentz was terrible last year. I mean, you are counting on him to refine his game. And if there's anywhere that it can happen, it's Indianapolis with Frank Reich and a really sound organization getting away from Philadelphia. 
great for Carson Wentz, but who knows how he's going to play. That's a big wild card for this team. If he plays like he did in 2017, I mean, the Colts are going to be right in this thing. If he's anything like he was last year, the Colts don't have a chance because that's such bad quarterback play. The other thing that I would mention with the Colts is their pass rush. You know, they're really counting on Quiddy Pay to come in and make an impact in year one. They're counting on some players like Ben Banigou and Kamoko Toure, guys who have had issues staying healthy, but they take they've taken high in the draft to come in and provide some pass rush. And so that could be a concern for this Colts defense. And obviously, you know, is Xavier Rhodes going to continue to play at a high level? And do they have enough options opposite of him to lock down the secondary? I think those are things worth noting when you talk about this Colts team and, and potential weaknesses. Now, the Houston Texans are in this division. The Jacksonville Jaguars are in this division. Houston is trending towards the number one pick. They're going to really have a hard time competing this year. And then Jacksonville, I like what's going on with their roster. I think that they're no pushover. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence, an exciting new young quarterback for them. There's a lot to like about what's happening in Jacksonville, but kind of like Cincinnati, I think they're probably a year or two away from really being a threat for the playoffs. All right, let's uh, look at the AFC West and the AFC East. We'll talk about some of these teams, but maybe not quite as in-depth as we have the others because we've talked a lot about the Chiefs and you know the AFC East rivals. Let's do start with the Miami Dolphins. The biggest challenge that they present to the Bills is their newfound speed at wide receiver in Will Fuller, in Jalen Waddell. Those guys can really help the spacing of that offense, really give Tua options down the field, guys that can separate far better than anything they had last year. So that speed at wide receiver is going to matter a lot. And then you think about what that's going to mean for Mike Gusecki at tight end, Devontae Parker at wide receiver as well. The spacing in this offense should be much improved this coming season. Now, as, as far as biggest weaknesses for the Miami Dolphins, I would say that this offensive line is still very much a work in progress. They got a lot of young players, but they're still developing, and how that all gels and comes together is a question mark. And then obviously Tua, and Tua was the number five pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. He has good accuracy. There's a lot to like about him, but there's also a lot to be concerned about based on the way he played last year and some of the reports that have come out of Miami. And so quarterback is a major wild card for this team. And if Tua takes a big step forward and keeps that offense on schedule more and they can score some more points, you know, that defense has a lot to deal with. But I think that offensive line and quarterback situation is very much unproven and a work in progress. The New England Patriots, a uh, uh, playoff contender for sure. The biggest challenges that they present to the Bills is, first of all, their run game, big physical offensive line. They've got a stable of backs led by Damian Harris and James White and their fourth-round pick out of Oklahoma, a running back, Ramondre Stevenson. He's a big physical downhill guy that has some pretty good juice about him. So they're going to get downhill and they're going to run the football. They're going to create extra gaps and they're going to challenge you to fit the run. And so that's definitely a big challenge. Their tight end packages with Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, they're paying a ton of money for those players. You know, I'm sure that's going to be a big part of what they do offensively. And when you can run two tight end sets with those players, that presents a lot of challenges. And then, of course, their secondary, where they have Steph Gilmore and Jonathan Jones and J.C. Jackson 
and Devin McCourty and Kyle Duggar and just a lot of role players that allow them to play the matchups. I mean, that secondary is tough to deal with. And, you know, they added to their pass rush. Kyle Van Oy, he's back. They signed Matt Judon. They got some young players like Josh Uche and Chase Winovich that are difficult to deal with if they take a step forward. So I think those are definitely the things that concern me about New England. Their biggest weaknesses are obviously quarterback, where Cam Newton really struggled last year. Mac Jones, their first-round pick, we'll see what he can be in the NFL. Obviously, very limited in terms of physical gifts. But this team won seven games last year with Cam Newton and a much worse roster. And so that speaks to the coaching ability of Bill Belichick, and he's got a whole lot more to work with in 2021. Now, the other teams that we really didn't mention in the East, the New York Jets, I still think they're a couple years away from being a team that has a chance at the playoffs. But the the rest of the AFC West, the Chargers, I really like what they have. Uh, Justin Herbert, up-and-coming star quarterback. Their offensive line is much improved. Still have some good weapons defensively. Brandon Staley comes over as the head coach, and we saw what he was able to do with that Rams defense down the stretch last year. I really like that. I think they'll be an average team. I'm not sure that they're ready to knock the Bills out of the playoffs or get to the playoffs quite yet. Denver's an interesting team. If Denver gets Aaron Rodgers, they become a contender right away. But until that happens, I don't really consider Denver to be a threat. Now, the thing about them is like their entire roster is really, really good. Defensively, unbelievable talent. They have a lot to work with on offense, a lot of really exciting young weapons. But they have Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. That is going to limit that team so much. So they might be able to win six, seven, eight games, but not enough to be really a, a contender in my mind. And then the Vegas Raiders, who they just can't get it right. They can't find the right mix of personnel, particularly on defense. They shook up the offensive line this offseason. And defensively, they're just not talented enough right now. So I still think they're a middling to slightly below average team that I don't consider to be a real threat in the AFC. So in conclusion, Cleveland, Baltimore, Tennessee, maybe Indy, maybe Pittsburgh, obviously the Chiefs, a couple good teams in the division in Miami and New England. But if there's an overall theme that I gathered from looking at these teams and talking about the challenges that they present, got some really good run offenses in the AFC. And it's going to be a big test for Sean McDermott to get this defensive line right and play the run a little bit better and play better defensively so that way you're not in these games where other teams are controlling the clock and keeping 17 off the field. So that's going to be a big challenge and, and something that I'm very mindful of for this Bills team entering the 2021 season. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation and really getting a nice overview of the landscape of the AFC and some of the challenges that I think are in the way of the Bills and some of the challenges they're going to have to overcome to get to the places they want to go and we want to see them go this year. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us today on the podcast and this week on the podcast. The players report to camp next week. We got a lot to talk about, and the season is basically here. The rookies have already reported. Football is back, folks, and I can't wait to talk you through the 2021 season. So don't miss anything. Make sure you're subscribed. Rate, review, and share the podcast, and I look forward to 
to catching up with you again on Monday.